This is a story from the land of Nod. Hi, my name is Annie and I create everything that you see and hear here at Land of Nod. If you would like to support the work that I do, please consider going to patreon.com forward slash land of Nod learning. Thank you. The Elves and the Shoemaker Once upon a time, there lived a kind old shoemaker and his wife. They were very poor, and one day all they had left to eat in their pantry was a single loaf of bread. When that was gone, they would surely starve, for it was months since the shoemaker had sold a pair of shoes. The good old man had only enough leather left to make one pair of shoes, though he had no customers to buy them. All the same, he cut out the leather for the shoes before going to bed that night and placed it on his workbench, ready to sew and stitch next morning. Then he and his wife had a slice of bread and a cup of water, said goodnight and went upstairs to bed. In the morning, the shoemaker came downstairs, but just as he was about to sit down to work, he noticed a pair of shoes, neatly stitched and sewn from the leather patterns he had left last night. He stared at the workbench in disbelief. Look at this, wife, he shouted. Someone's playing tricks on me, though I cannot think who. He inspected the shoes from every side, right and left, uppers and soles. No, there was not a stitch or a nail out of place, not a scrap of difference between left and right. Both shoes were as well made as he had ever seen. That clearly was his lucky day, for later a customer came in, tried on the shoes and found they fitted perfectly. It seemed as if they had been made to order. So delighted was the customer that he willingly paid a handsome sum for the splendid shoes. With the money the shoes had earned, the shoemaker was able to buy enough food for him and his wife for several days. He also bought some leather to make two more pairs of shoes. By the time he returned with the new leather, it was already getting late. He only had enough time to cut out the shapes for the shoes, then he left them on his bench, ready to make up next morning. He and his wife had three slices of bread and butter, washed down with milk, before saying goodnight and going to bed. After a sound night's sleep, the shoemaker came downstairs, early to make a start on a new pair of shoes but there was no need to his astonishment two pairs of shoes lay ready and waiting on the bench just as neatly stitched and sewn as before wife he called come quickly somebody's done it again oh bless me i really cannot think who they both stared in amazement But there were the shoes, and two customers were already knocking on the door. Again, the shoes fitted perfectly, as if they had been ordered specially, and the two customers paid a large sum in gratitude. Now, the shoemaker had enough money to buy a week's supply of food and leather for four pairs of shoes. He cut out the leather before going to bed that night and placed it on his workbench. Then he and his wife had four slices of bread and butter washed down with milk before saying goodnight and going up the stairs to bed. 
Next morning, he found the shoes all done, four pairs neatly stitched, hammered and sewn. Customers were queuing at the door as news of the shoemaker's craft was spreading through the town. And so it went on. Each day he would buy more leather, shape and cut it overnight, say goodnight to his wife and go to bed. In the morning, no matter how many pairs he had cut out the night before, there they were, all in a row, stitched and sewn and perfectly finished. Since no one owned up to the work, the shoemaker and his wife became more and more puzzled. One evening, just before Christmas, they were sitting by the fire when the shoemaker said to his wife, Shall we stay up tonight and keep watch? It's time we found out who is helping us. His wife agreed, lit a candle and together they hid behind a curtain in the corner of the room. They peered through a crack and waited to see what would happen. For a long time, nothing was heard. Time passed and both were getting sleepy. But on the stroke of midnight, there was a funny rattling and rustling in the chimney and down came two funny little elves dressed in rags. They landed on the hearth with a bump but bounced up again at once like rubber balls. They skipped over to the shoemaker's bench and set to work, stitching, sewing, hammering. They worked so swiftly and so skillfully that the shoemaker was astonished and they did not stop working till all the shoes were finished. Then, putting the pairs of shoes neatly in a row, they climbed down from the bench and scrambled back up the chimney. Well, I never said the shoemaker's wife as soon as the elves had gone. These two little fellows have made us rich, yet their own clothes are in rags, in the depths of winter too. I think we should do something for them to show our gratitude. Indeed, indeed, her husband agreed. I'll tell you what, she went on. I'll make them each a little vest and shirt. I'll make two smart waistcoats, two jackets and two pairs of trousers. Then I'll knit a little pair of socks for each of them. In the meantime, maybe you can set to work and make them two tiny pairs of shoes. The two of them got down to work at once. The sewing, knitting, stitching and hammering took quite some time, for they wanted the clothes and the shoes to be just right. At last, on Christmas Eve, each single item was complete. The shoemaker and his wife laid out their presents for the little elves all together on the workbench where they normally left the cut-out shapes. In expectation, they then hid themselves as before, behind a curtain in the corner of the room. I wonder what they'll say, said the shoemaker. I hope the clothes will fit them all right. They are so, so small replied his wife anxiously. Again, they had to wait till midnight before there came a rattling and a rustling in the chimney and down slid the elves, landing on the hearth with a bump. They were just as ragged, yet just as lively as before, and they bounced up at once. This time, however, when they looked on the workbench, they could hardly believe their eyes. There was no cut-out leather for them to make shoes out of. 
there were only two little outfits of clothes laid out neatly on the bench. Of course, it did not take them long to realise who they were for. There were two little vests and shirts, two smart waistcoats and little jackets, two pairs of trousers, two pairs of knitted socks and two pairs of teeny tiny shoes. It was all for them, of course. Throwing off their rags, they quickly put on the new clothes, giggling and singing all the while. Now we're all so fine to see, no longer will we cobblers be. Over and over again they sang the song. Then they opened up the door, danced out into the street and shot away in a shaft of moonbeams. After that night, they never called the shoemaker and his wife again. But it did not matter. The shoemaker's shoes were so popular that people came from far and near to buy them. And from that time forth, he and his wife lived in peace and comfort for the rest of their days, forever grateful to their generous little shoemakers. The End